cares about us. Sorry about that distraction. Um, but God cares about what we care about. If it concerns you, it concerns him too. Cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares about you. Okay, we're going to go into this third, uh, this third distraction. The question we're asking is, what's your distraction? What's distracting you? Mary was distracted by the work, the worship and her gift, right? When the gift giver came, she didn't have time. She didn't have time for him. She didn't have time for him. Moses, we're gonna the last person we're gonna look at is Moses. You said Moses? Yeah, we're gonna look at Moses because Moses was distracted because he didn't he he didn't know how to mandate authority. He he felt like he had to be hands-on. He felt like he had to be in control. Being hands-on really is a need to be a need for control because we don't feel like we can do it. No one else can do it. Unless I can do it, it can't be done. Don't you know that this is a door of distraction where you feel like when we don't know how to delegate authority. Now with tech, the way technology is today, there's so many ways of doing things where we can alleviate a lot of the distractions. We don't need to go to the grocery store if we don't want to. We can order everything online. What's your door of distraction? When you feel the need to just have to constantly be hands-on and you can't delegate authority, you can't trust anyone else to do what needs to be done, that's control. That's rooted in control. I, unless I do it, it can't be done. And, and this is the problem that Moses was having. Um, but thank God his uh, father-in-law, Jethro, was able to come by and give him some wisdom and give him some advice on how to delegate the authority. So because he said, this is too much for you. This will, will burden you. This is not good for you. You know, you're sitting here every day and you're letting people come and tell their problems and you're settling all the disputes. What good is this? What's, what good is coming out of this? His father-in-law, Jethro, was saying, you guys, when you guys get a chance Go back and read the story of Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, giving him advice on how to uh, di distribute uh, authority. He told me, he said, go, you know, you need to get you some um, honorable men and you need to delegate this authority. You need to teach them the laws of the, you know, the word and uh, disciple them and let them handle the minor um, issues. And when I'll come, you know, when they get to the, major disputes, then they can bring this to you because this, this, this will wear you out. This is too much for you, Moses. Thank God for uh, wisdom. Thank God for the Lord bringing Moses' stepfather into Jethro into his life to give him that advice. And guess what? Moses took that advice. There's so many ways now that we can delegate authority. We don't have to be busy like that anymore. We can pay our bills online. We don't even have to leave our house. I mean, we can make room for God. We don't have to go stand in these long lines and, you know, uh, buy food or stand in the long lines, running here and there to pay bills. We don't have to do all that stuff anymore. We can delegate that authority. We can go online and do it like that. We don't have to stop what we're doing to go give people rides. So you can send them an Uber. I mean, there's just so many different ways to delegate the authority. But when you feel like you just got to be so hands-on, and I thank God for my son because sometimes some of the things that my thought process is, well, I got to go do this and I got to do And my son say, Mom, 
Just call the Uber or Ma. Just do it like this. Ma, just call the people. See how many toys they have. Babe, can you close the door? See how many toys they have. And then we'll know what size truck to get. You know, it's not all like that. You don't have to be overwhelmed. Some of us are just so stuck in the past that we're not moving into the new. But moving into the new is going to save you some time. It's going to give you more time to spend with the Lord. More time to... um. We don't have to be out here ripping and running to all these stores. <laughs> Forgive me. Someone called me the other morning. I was having Bible study. And they was like, well, we need food. Can you come take us to the store? We need groceries. I said, listen, I'm right now I'm having my Bible study. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go online when I finish and order you some food and just have it sent to your house. How about that? I was able to delegate that authority in a, you know, in another way. I don't always feel like I just got to be there. You know, I don't have to just be hands on. That's control. You know, you guys, when you get a chance, go listen to my podcast. It's called Let Go of the Controls. There's a lot of different ways of doing things. You know, moving. My son's like, we just going to call the Packers and they just going to pack up everything and move it. <laughs> There's a lot of ways of doing things. The reason I'm talking about this subject is because it's always going to be something. The devil's going to see to it. Distractions are sent on an assignment to take still our focus. I'm not saying that we don't have to do natural things, but what I'm saying is there's ways to do things now that can save you so much time. You know, you don't have to stop what you're doing to go give your friend a ride if they stranded somewhere. You can send an Uber. You know, I'm just saying there's just so many different ways to do things now where you can use that time for the Lord. You don't have to be distracted. It's always going to be something. The, the cares of the world. Peter, distraction was his atmosphere, was the wind. What's your distraction? What's in your atmosphere that's distracting you? My word to you is, if you don't know how to, you have to learn how to delegate authority. There's a lot of different ways to do things. So you don't have to spend all your time on the first of the month driving everywhere, paying a bill. You can do it online and you can save yourself some time. You can save yourself some gas, some money. There's, there's better ways to spend that time than standing in a long line. Learn to delegate authority. Jethro told Moses, he said, this is not good. What are you doing? This is going to take all your time. You know, the Bible tells us that we are to redeem our time, right? Because time, we're not even on our time. We're on God's time. What is it that God has told you to do that you, you're, you know, you're wasting time? Well, first I got to go do this before I can do that. First I got to get this. You know, when I made my first podcast and I'm still doing it, I use my cell phone. I, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you know, it's like, Pearl, what is it you got in your hand? I went online and I was searching. I set up a studio and I was like, oh, I need this and I need that. And, and I'm thinking, where's their quiet room? So for, forgive the background because I'm despising not the day of small beginnings. And I'm starting with what I got in my hand. Some of you won't start. Start with what you have. Despise not the day of small beginnings because you're waiting to get the big office building or you're waiting to get the million dollars before you do whatever it is. No, the provisions of God are in the will of God. As you begin, as we begin to step out of the boat and, and start walking in our purpose, 
God is going to give us what we need for the journey. You don't got it yet because you don't need it yet. When you get it, whatever your needs are, while you're fulfilling the call and the plan and purpose of the Lord, whatever assignment he has set you in, when you get to that point where you need those finances or you need this or you need that, that's he'll give you what you need for the journey. The provisions of God are in the will of God, right? I'm finna end it here. Martha was distracted by the work. Don't be distracted by the work. Don't be distracted even by the gift because we can be so busy operating in the gift that we don't have time for the gift giver, the giver of the gift. Remember, the gifts and callings are without repentance. So don't be deceived by that. The fact that you can teach, preach, prophesy, or none of that. If we don't take time, Jesus told them when they said in Matthew, I, I prophesy in your name, we cast out devils in your name. And he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Why did he say that? First Corinthians 8 and 3. He said, those who love God are known by God. They didn't love God because he said they were workers of iniquity. They had no regards for God. They did what they wanted to do. You can do what you want to do and still prophesy. You can do what you want to do and still teach. Isn't that what you call a hypocrite? The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So don't get it mixed up. Just because Martha was able to have, she had that gift of hospitality. She was able to serve. She was anointed to do all these things, but she didn't have time for the God, the giver of the gift. You know, the, the word tells us, he said, you worship me with your lips but your heart is far from me. We can worship, have the gift ministry of music, know how to worship the Lord and our heart be far from him. Why? Because it's not us. Jesus told the disciples when they came back and they were so excited by the fact that they were able to cast out devils. He said to them, you don't need to rejoice that you're able to cast out devils. You need to be rejoicing that your name is written in the book of life. Why did he say that? Because it was by it was his spirit and his authority by which those devils came out. That was no credit to us. That was because of the, the power um, that he gave us, the keys that he gave us. It was because of his name that those demons had to come out. Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? He told the seven sons of Sceva. It was because of the name of Jesus that we're able to do anything. So let's continue to give honor where honor is due. Let's not get it mixed up. Nothing can substitute our time with the Lord Jesus Christ. You teaching more, you're praying. You know, we need to get in the presence of the Lord and wait on him. Spend time with him, delighting ourselves in the Lord, entertaining him, reading the word, opening the word, reading the word of God. Nothing can take the place, no video, no YouTube. Listen, we all know that in order to have a friendship in the natural, you have got to fellowship with people. You have got to spend time. You got to get to know your husband to have a relationship with your husband. You can't get to know him through YouTube videos. You're going to have to actually get together and spend some time together. That's the same way with the Lord. Can't YouTube... Listen to my podcast. It's called Vitamin Supplement. Some of us want to get to know God through third parties, through other people. We need all of that. Every joint supplies a need, but that can't be your only means of getting to know God is listening to other preachers preach on TV. You have to get in there and feed yourself. Those are vitamin supplements. 
You have to get in the word and fix your own meal. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. Nothing can take them. People can I can't get to know your husband for you. You can't get to know. You're going to have to take time out. In the same way you take time out to get to know people. You spend time with them. You might go out to dinner with them. You spend, you know, you fellowship with him. That's the same way we're going to have to spend time with Jesus. We got to fellowship. If the Bible say, uh, if, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. Jesus said, if you say that you have fellowship with me, but yet you walk in darkness, you are lying. The truth is not in you. What is he saying? He said, because in order to walk in fellowship with the Lord, you have to walk in agreement with the Lord. In order to have fellowship with the Lord, you have to develop a relationship, a love relationship with the Lord. Jesus said, I no longer call you servant, but I call you a friend. Because a servant does not know the father, the master's business, but a friend does. Are you a friend of God? Have you taken time out to get to know God? I'm not talking about through third parties. I'm not talking about getting to know him through YouTube videos or through other preachers and teachers. And we need that because every joy supplies a need. Hear what I'm saying? But I'm talking about you spending personal time with the Lord. I'm not, you know, we can talk about God and not know God. I'm talking about, do you love him? Do you have a relationship with him? I'm talking about a love relationship. I'm talking about turning all the TVs off. I'm talking about turning the cell phones off. I'm talking about shutting all the outside chatter off and just getting in his presence. I'm not talking about studying for a Bible study so you could teach others, but I'm talking about studying for a Bible study so God can show you you, so God can show me me. I study so I can see me. And I give out of my overflow to others. Right? There's no condemnation. But it's so important. The Lord was telling me the other morning, as soon as I stepped out of the bed, he said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways because he have divided loyalty. Is your loyalty divided with God in the world? Do you have a divided loyalty? You know, we can't live one way with the world and another way when we get with the Christian people. That's having a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, James said. Think not that man is going to receive anything from God because he has a double, his loyalty is divided. We have to have a committed relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you dating the Lord is, do you, what's your relationship? Is it friends with benefits? It's like just when I need you, I'll call on you. Or are you in a committed relationship? with? Them? We know about commitments. We talk about it. We talk about you need to be committed to the marriage or you need to be committed to the friendship or whatever. But commitment. We know that when we're married, we're supposed to be committed to each other. But when we're married to Christ, when we're married to the Lord Jesus Christ, we're supposed to be committed to him. And when it's hard to do what the word of God say do, it's a submission problem. And a submission problem comes out of a relationship problem. When you, have, when you love the Lord thy God with all our heart, thy mind, our soul, submission is made easy. Because our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. It's easy to submit to someone when you know that they love you. It's easy to be obedient to someone that you love. What are your doors of distraction? The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches that says, come on, you need to come chase after me. You need more money. You ain't got time for that. You ain't got time for church. 
You got to be out here making this money. You ain't got time for the word. You need to be listening to this motivational speaker. You need to be listening to this. And you need... How many of you know that the word of God is the power of God under salvation? The word of God, the same word that has the power to save us, is the same word that has the power to deliver us. There's power in the name of Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. We're his workmanship created in his own image and likeness. With the head and not the tail. We're ministers of reconciliators called to be ambassadors of Christ. We're called to manifest the kingdom of God in heaven on earth. As it is in heaven and onto in earth. Right? We're called to bring the kingdom of God from heaven onto earth. Whatever you bind in heaven shall be loosed on earth. Whatever you bind on earth shall be loosed in heaven. God said, I've given, Jesus said, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He's given us his authority. But we cannot, with the, we have to have character to go with the call. It doesn't matter if you can prophesy. It doesn't matter if you have faith to move mountains. It doesn't matter if you give your clothes to burn to the poor. It, none of that don't matter. If you have not love, if you ha don't have a love, to, to be able to love like God, we have to have a love relationship with God because our love for others come out of our love for God. That's why he say to love the Lord thy God with all our heart and our mind or so first. Then he says to love others like you do unto others as you would have them to do unto you because why? If when I love God first, I can love you like God. There's no condemnation. I'm talking about doors of distractions. What's your door of distraction? Are you distracted by the work? Are you distracted by the gift? <laughs> Are you distracted by the gift? We're prophesying to everybody. We're preaching and teaching. We only have time to, we don't need, but we don't have a worship life. We don't have a private life. We don't have fellowship. We don't have time. We don't have a prayer life. But the gifts will still operate. There's no condemnation here. I just kind of dropped in because I wanted to encourage you and exhort you and remind you. It's not to be distracted by the work. Don't even be distracted by the gift. Don't be distracted by the winds. Don't be distracted by what's going on around you. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Just let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding. It will cover your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, that peace of God is real. That peace that passes all understanding. The peace of God is real. But we have to learn to cast our cares upon the Lord. Because when we don't cast it, we carry it. And that becomes a care. The cares of the world. God, Jesus, I want you to cast your cares. Not carry your cares. Cash your cares, cash your worries, and cash your fears. Because if not, those are doors of distraction. The cares of the world is a distraction. The deceitfulness of riches. Flee idolatry. Don't chase after the, the, the resources. But chase after the source by seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that we need, God has promised to add it unto us. Okay. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys be so blessed. Subscribe to my um, YouTube page, Jean Martin. Subscribe to my podcast, Arthur Pearlie Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Make sure you share this podcast. 
Are you distracted? What is it so important? You know, sometimes I send people my podcast and I'm like, did you listen to it? No, uh, I started, but I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it then. They're just so distracted. It's so many ways to get the word. We're so distracted by the cares of the world. We're so distracted by what's going on around us that we don't have time like Mary. We don't take time out to sit and sup at his feet. When the Lord brings people in your life, make time for those people because that's what Jesus did. God uses people. God used people. When God brings people into your life, make room for them. When he brings people in your life to help you, make room for those people because they could be there speaking on behalf of Jesus. <laughs> and you miss the word. How many of you know that the condition of our heart determines how we receive the word of God? Go back and study the parable of the sower, Matthew 13, 14. Go in and read the parable of the sower. But the good ground heart is the one who hears the word, who understands the word, receives it, acts on it, and he brings forth fruit. How many of you know that without understanding, the devil's able to steal the word? So if he can keep us so distracted where we can't hear, it, it can't go into our heart. You can't have faith or something you don't understand, right? So Proverbs said, wisdom is the principal thing, but in all you're getting, get some understanding. You guys, I'm getting ready to end it here. Go on, go to my podcast on anchor.fm or Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. It's entitled Arthur Pearlie Martin Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Um, click on some of those podcasts. I have a lot of podcasts there that you can listen in on. Um, you guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Remember to subscribe to this YouTube page um, and keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. It's under Rap Time Martin, I believe. You guys be blessed and be encouraged. And I want to say to you, Happy New You, okay? Because in order to have a new year, it has to start with a new you. Uh, we're going to pray and end it. Father, we just thank you that this word has landed on good ground. Father, we thank you that we have a heart to receive your word. Excuse me, Holy Spirit, excuse me. Holy Spirit, bring your word back to my remembrance. Um, Father God, we thank you that this word will not land on dull ears, but it will bring forth a will bring forth a harvest. We give you the glory, Father. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. And we thank you, Father, that we will not be distracted, but we will set our face like a flint. We will focus on you. We will keep our mind stayed on you. And in everything and in all things, Father, we will give you all honor, glory, thanks, and praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You guys be blessed.